Good morning and welcome to worship on this fifth Sunday of Easter. Welcome to those who are joining us on our OSL YouTube channel, our radio broadcast, or our OSL podcast this morning. We're so glad you have found your way to this time of worship. I do remind you that a bulletin for this service is available um, on our website at oslme.com. In preparation for worship today, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and wine or juice in order to celebrate Holy Communion as a part of our worship this morning. We begin our worship this day with the thanksgiving for baptism. Alleluia! Christ is risen. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new, leading us from death to life, from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth, like rains to our thirsting earth, like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness and send us companions on our journey as we share your life. Make us one, risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts, shower us with life. To you be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, now and forever. Amen. I invite you to join with us in singing our gathering hymn this morning, Alleluia, Jesus is Risen, hymn number 377, and we will be singing verses 1, 2, and 3.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, you give us your Son as the vine, apart from whom we cannot live. Nourish our life in his resurrection, that we may bear the fruit of love and know the fullness of your joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we join Denise Vick, our Director of Children and Family Ministry, for a children's message. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Sunday of Easter. Today we learn about love. No, it's not Valentine's Day, but it's the day we hear what being a Christian is all about and how to show it to others. Let me read to you today from our World Story Bible on page 510, the story titled, A Letter About God's Love. After Jesus rose and ascended to heaven, many people heard the good news and believed in Jesus. The first believers began to form churches that met in their homes. They ate together, shared stories about Jesus, and talked about God's love. Sometimes they read a letter sent by another believer. Dear friends, let's love each other. Love is from God and God is love. When we live in love, we live in God and God loves lives in us. God sent Jesus to show us how big God's love is. Jesus loved everyone, babies, grown-ups, boys, girls, happy people, sad people, and even the people who hurt and killed him. Jesus died for you and me. He gave up his life to show us how unselfish love is. You can't see God, but when you love others, you can share God's love. Love is how God shows up in our lives and helps us know who God is. Love gives us strength and courage so we don't feel afraid. God loved us first. We can learn to love. If you love God, love your brother, love your sister, love your whole family and all God's people. Signed, a follower of Jesus. The people from the church finished reading the letter. They understood being God's church was all about love. They were excited to show others how to love like God. It is nice to know that being part of a church is all about love, loving each other and loving God too. There are many, many references to love in the Bible, both in the Old and the New Testament. Let me read to you a few of my favorite passages. I'm sure some of them might even sound a little familiar to you. My per first passage is from Deuteronomy 6, 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. My next passage comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest. He said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Uh, 
And my last one is from 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who is loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know love does not know God for God is love. That last passage is one of my favorites. At Bible camp, we used to sing that verse over and over around a campfire, and it gave us such a sense of calm and peace and love and a warm feeling. It was like getting a great big hug right from God. Now, the second passage I read talks about the greatest commandment. First is to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is to love your neighbors as yourself. But what does that mean? How can we love our neighbors as ourselves? Well, it's like saying, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. To think of others before you think of yourself. Or to treat others the way you would like to be treated. Now, if you, you'd like kids at school to be your friend, you should start by being their friend first. Treat them kindly, share with them, offer to help whenever the opportunity arises. Others will see that you are filled with God's love and you know how to share that love with others. And you will quickly see that you now have many, many friends and they're all filled with love for one another. So this is my challenge to you today. Go out filled with God's love and be fearless. Greet others as you walk by, smile, give them a compliment, show them that you are a child of God. Simple, really, pretty easy. You never know when your love that you share with another person can change their day. It is those small things that seem to have the biggest impact. So today, go and share God's never ending love with others. Let us end this time in prayer. Dear God, thank you for loving us so completely by sending your son Jesus to be your love in our world. Help us to love one another as you love each one of us. And may we use that love to show others about you. It is in your name that we pray these things. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from 1 John. We love God and others because God first loved us. We cannot say we love God whom we have not seen while hating fellow Christians whom we regularly see. Love toward God is to be matched by love toward others because the essence of God is love. A reading from 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. 
By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he loved first us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters, are liars. For those who do not love a brother or a sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. We sing together the Celtic Alleluia as our gospel acclamation. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers, and such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear siblings in Christ, grace and peace to you in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. How shall we live now? It is a question that has some urgency. 
It is the fifth Sunday of Easter and the shock of the resurrection has worn off and we are settling into the good news that Christ is risen, that death will not be allowed to have the last word about us, that the promises of God handed down throughout the generations in the Torah, repeated through the words of the prophets and spoken anew by Jesus are true and trustworthy. Divine love and favor, mercy, forgiveness, grace, salvation, abundant and eternal life, these things are ours. Thanks be to God. And although the Easter Alleluias still resound, although we are still greeting each other with the Easter proclamation, Christ is risen, He is risen indeed, a question rises in our minds. What now? How shall we live now? Or to borrow Martin Luther's question from the small catechism, what does this mean? Because things really have changed. Jesus died. His earthly life, his earthly ministry has come to an end. Just because Jesus has been raised from the dead does not mean that things will simply snap back to the way they were. They will not. The risen Jesus will return, ascend to the right hand of the Father. But the disciples, their lives aren't over yet. They have more living to do. And what's more, Jesus has things for them to do. Ministry that Jesus began will be continued through the disciples. Ministry that Jesus began will continue through you. So... How shall they live now? How shall the disciples live without Jesus around? How shall they do and carry on the work that Jesus began among them? This is what we do during the Easter season, try to figure out the answer to this question. As the disciples in every age grapple with what the resurrection means for them, the church turns to the words of Jesus himself. Today's story and the remaining gospel stories that we will hear during this Easter season come from the end of Jesus's life, the very end. We have returned to Monday, Thursday. We return to this point in time because it is here on this night that Jesus is taking his leave. He is saying goodbye to his disciples and preparing them, preparing us for what will come next not just his passion, but preparing them for life post-resurrection and post-ascension. This is a fraught time. Emotions are running high throughout this section in the gospel, which just as a reminder, began back in chapter 13 with the foot washing and continues until the beginning of chapter 18 when Jesus and his disciples finally get up from the dinner table to head out across the Kidron Valley to a garden to pray. Throughout this section, hearts are troubled. The disciples are anxious as Jesus speaks of leaving them. And so Jesus seeks both to calm their worry and to provide some guidance. He offers one final statement, one final image to help us understand who he is and how to live in light of what is to come. I am the vine, Jesus says. As he shares this last image, we cannot help 
but hear and remember all of those other images Jesus has shared with us. I am the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the gate, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life. But this time, there is something different. Jesus adds something new here, a you statement. I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus's absence will not sever their connection to him. The relationships and community, the practices they have developed with each other and with Jesus will continue. The lies of the disciples, your life, my life, are interwoven with Jesus's life. And through Jesus, our lives are connected to the lives of each other. How shall we live? We shall live in Jesus. Fed, nourished, and sustained by the vine, we shall live in love for the sake of the world, just as Jesus has lived and loved. Because Jesus lives, our lives are continually fed and nourished by Jesus's own life. We have been reminded of this connection with each other and with Jesus throughout this past year. When the pandemic first struck, businesses closed, events were canceled, and we found ourselves spending a lot of time at home. We wondered, how shall we live now? How shall we do business? How shall we work? How shall we learn? How shall we go grocery shopping? How shall we stay in touch with family and friends? Churches weren't immune from these questions. Many people worried because we knew even before the pandemic hit that overall church membership had been declining. What would happen now that churches were closed? Except the church never did close. Not OSL, not our neighboring ELCA congregations, Peace or Christ, not our next door neighbor, St. Joe's. The church didn't close. Yes, we did, out of deep concern and love for each other and for our community, close our church building, as did many churches. And it is that same love and concern that continues to keep our doors shuttered today. But the church itself did not close because the building has never been the source of our life, nor has it been the source of our connection with and to each other. That role belongs, has always, and will always belong to Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. As long as there are people who gather in Jesus' name, even if that gathering is virtual, as long as there are people who speak and act in Jesus' name inside or outside of any building, the church will exist and not just exist, but grow and thrive. Yes, yes, the church has looked and felt different this past year, and some of that different has been really hard. There are things that we miss about being able to gather together in our church building, things that we are so looking forward to resuming when it is safe to do so. Things like sharing communion with one another, singing together, praying the Lord's Prayer together, drinking coffee, and catching up on the week's news during fellowship time. But there has also been new life and new growth in the church over this past year. We have learned new ways of connecting to each other. 
Here at OSL, we have become adept at recording and editing worship services and confirmation lessons and devotions and special music and children's messages. We've learned how to meet via Zoom, to worship and do Bible studies via Zoom. Some of us have even liked being able to worship on Sunday morning on our couch, in our pajamas, with a cup of coffee in our hand. Or to attend a committee meeting from the comfort of our living room, especially on those days or nights when the weather makes traveling somewhat dicey or we don't have a babysitter available. And we have been reminded that we are not just members of a local church, but we are members of the whole Christian church on earth, that we are connected with and to other branches through the true vine. We have been able to welcome other siblings in Christ into our midst, those who for reasons of mobility or health or distance cannot regularly join us in our building. Some of us have enjoyed worshiping on occasion with other faith communities. My family has particularly enjoyed the opportunity to worship virtually on occasion with the good people of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church in Canyon Lake, Texas, where Nathan's brother Paul is a pastor. And now, as the pandemic wanes, dear God, please let that be a true statement, the question of how shall we live now has new urgency. For most of us, there are things to which we are longing to return. Eating out at a restaurant, gathering with family and friends, traveling. I'm guessing there might also be a few things that you're willing to continue to live without. Maybe there are activities you don't want or really need to return to. Maybe you don't need to commute five days a week. The church too faces this question How shall we live now? How shall we continue the work that Jesus began among us? How shall we tell others of Jesus? How shall we wash the feet of our neighbors? We have borne new and different fruit over this past year. What will become of this new fruit, this new growth? I don't have all of the answers to these questions, but I do know that Christ is risen that Jesus's life continues, and that because Jesus lives, Jesus will continue to lead the way to shepherd his people, to provide bread for the journey, to give light when the world around us lies in deep shadow. And I know that when we ground ourselves, when we abide in Jesus, We, the branches, will continue to bear Jesus' fruit in the world. How shall we live now? Let us live as Jesus lives. Let us live in love because God is love. Because Jesus has revealed what love means and what love looks like. Let us hold each other and the world in prayer. Let us tell the stories of God and of Jesus to our children and grandchildren that they too may become rooted in the vine. Let us tend the earth with love and care. Let us get our vaccines to protect ourselves and our community. And let us advocate to make vaccines available in other parts of the world, especially in developing nations. 
let us speak out for racial justice. Let us feed our neighbors. Let us work towards providing affordable housing in our community. Let us love one another in truth and action. Jesus' death marks a change in the world. The resurrection does not undo that. It does not rewind time. The resurrection marks something new, a new creation, a new work that God is doing in the world. And it is Jesus's life lived in love and service that is the ground of that new creation, that new work. As branches of that true vine, you and I are continually immersed and fed and nourished by the love and passion and very life of Jesus, so that wherever we are, we may bear fruit in that place where we are planted. Jesus lives, and we too shall live. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Our hymn of the day this morning is O Blessed Spring, hymn number 447.
alive in the risen Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God, who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. After each petition, we sing, The Lord is my song, hymn number 551. God of all fruitfulness, you abide in your church, and your church abides in you. Cleanse us by your word and give yourself to the whole church on earth, so that it bears fruit and witnesses to your love. God of all the earth, you have created the heavens and the earth. As we wonder at the beauty of creation, may we seek vital connections among all that depends on the earth for life. We pray to the Lord. of the nations you rule with justice and love give the leaders of the earth assurance of your abiding presence that they may lead not by fear but with love for those they are called to serve god of compassion you have loved us so that we can love others we pray for all in need of your love and care this day those who are poor lowly outcast weak fearful Provide for the needs of all, especially we lift up in prayer this day Esther Jetram, Jim Holt, Richard Ninas, Mary Busalaki, Erica Peterson, Levi Miller, Ken Breckner, Robert Frederico, Deb Johnson, Holly Long, Susie Girolamo, and Carol May. We lift up in prayer Betty Moe and her family in the death of Maynard, and we lift up in prayer the family of Matthew Wright. We pray to the Lord. you have claimed us as your own and grafted us into the life of your son Jesus empower the community of OSL as we live out our baptismal lives in love and in service to those around us God of the living and the dead gather us with all the saints especially Maynard and Matthew 
by the power of your spirit that is with them, may we live forever in your keeping. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray to the Lord. peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to share a greeting of peace if you're gathered with those um, for worship this morning, wherever you are, as we send peace to you. We send our love and prayers and share a sign of peace with one another. Peace be with you. We extend to you our deep gratitude for your continued generosity, for your spirit of sharing and caring and loving. Thank you for your gifts of time and talents and treasures as we continue the ministry that Jesus began here among us. And of course, that work continues. We welcome your offering to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send in your offering to our church office or you're invited to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, I invite you now to gather together some bread and wine or juice for our celebration of Holy Communion. As we sing together our offertory, let us talents and tongues employ hymn number 674. Us pray. God of love, you call us beloved children and welcome us to your table. Receive our lives and the gifts we offer. Abide with us and send us in service to a suffering world for the sake of your beloved child, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, 
gave thanks and gave it to all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Here in this meal, we are fed and nourished by the very life of Christ so that in our living, we may bear Jesus's love to a world in need. I invite you to share these gifts with one another or to receive them yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion with one another, we hear a gift of special music from Michaela. She will be playing the swan from the Carnival of Animals. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Wellspring of joy, through this meal you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
as you go forth into the rest of this day. Go forth with this blessing. May our glorious God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know and to love the risen Lord Jesus, the God of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. But before you go out into the rest of your day, um, I want to brief you, the ministers of OSL, with a few um, important announcements. The first of which is that your OSL Council has called together a task force that is now meeting to make plans for us to return to in-person worship and setting the parameters for how we might safely do so. Tentative plans are being set to uh, return to in-person worship in mid-June, uh, a more formal date as formal and set as we are able to make in this time and, and place um, will be set in the next week or two, so stay tuned for that information. An invitation to graduating seniors and their families, we will be gathering, we invite you to gather here at OSL on Sunday, May 23rd at 11 a.m. Um, so that we can offer to you a graduation blessing. Um, that blessing will become a part of our recorded worship service um, for the following Sunday. Please contact Pastor Sarah to RSVP if you are able to be here with us. Again, that date is May 23rd, Sunday at 11 a.m. Finally, if you have a prayer concern that you would like to share um, with your OSL community or more privately with um, one of our parish nurses or, or one of our pastors, please contact us. All of our contact information can be found right on our website at oslme.com. We conclude our worship this morning um, as we sing our sending hymn on Eagle's Wings, hymn number 700. 87, and this hymn has been chosen especially today in honor and memory of Carolyn Barnhart, whose birthday is today. We sing together in her honor and memory.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. Alleluia.